Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. Produced by Victory, a church of his presence, and Light the Fire Ministries coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. friends, welcome to The Torch. This is Brian Gibbs from Sarasota, Florida, and thank you so much for being with us today. Love all of you. Just send in our love, our prayers, a lot of intercession coming up out of the house here at Victory and our Light the Fire ministry partners around the country. And um, sincerely love you, bless you today, and I hope today will be encouraging, inspiring, um, educational, because uh, we've got ground to take. We've got mountains to advance on and mountains to plant the flag of Emmanuel at the top and declare the good news of Jesus Christ and to take the mountains. Amen. Amen. Are you with me out there? Yes, yes, yes. Well, Father, we just thank you again today that as we've come together as friends, as believers, Lord, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will be released that there will be inspiration from the Holy Spirit speaking to us, challenging us, calling us up, equipping us today. I thank you for every friend, every new friend, partner out there today, Lord, that they will arise in faith as more than conquerors in Christ in this hour. Lord, that you light the fire in them today and let there be fresh anointing, fresh vision, in Jesus' name, and we thank you for it, Lord. We receive from you, Holy Spirit. We receive and drink in from you today afresh. Amen and amen. Well, um, how about this? How about Romans 8.37? Yes, 8.37. Yet in all things, yes, say it. Yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That's right. I want to remind you today, my friends, that you are mighty in Christ. You are anointed. You are powerful. You are commissioned in this hour. God sets you in place for this hour to be on the earth at this most epic time. And you are in Christ and Christ is in you. He is the hope of our generation. Christ in you. We know Paul the Apostle Paul wrote, Christ in us, he is the hope of glory. And I want to declare over you that Christ in you is the hope of this generation. And because he is within us, we are unstoppable. We are immovable because Christ is within. Hallelujah. I want to just decree from the very beginning today, we are decreeing over Washington, D.C., that Every evil strategy of darkness will not prevail. And that those that desire our nation not to be a Christian nation, they don't desire our nation to follow God, to obey his word, to honor his word, to honor the Bible, that they will not be able to succeed in stealing America's destiny in Jesus' name. I want to decree that confidently. And let us say this today, you know, God is not being caught off guard in any way. God is not caught off guard with all of this insanity, 
all of the satanic onslaught that's being brought against America and the nations of the world right now. Even as we are witnessing perhaps uh, what I believe the most to be the most corrupt, the most criminal, the most unethical Democratic Party in American history that is spawning every vomit of evil imaginable right now. God is not taken by surprise. In fact, God is enlisting everyone right now as the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking whose hearts that are loyal unto him, that he might show himself mighty and strong on their behalf in this hour. God is seeking you out, my friend. God is seeking you out. And he's empowering you. He is mantling you. He is clothing you with holy fire to become a voice to this generation and the generations that are yet to come. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to encourage some of you out there right now. Do not be surprised by the spiritual intensity of warfare in this hour. Do not be surprised by the intensity or the level of spiritual warfare. I think I said it last week. <clears throat> this warfare is actually proof that your enemy has discerned your future. But more importantly than what the enemy is able to see and what he's able to actually discern and size up concerning your own destiny, Christ in you, listen to me out there, Christ in you is the source of unlimited unstoppable power. You've got to stay hungry in this hour. You've got to stay focused and you've got to deal with darkness. Use your authority. Use the authority that Jesus has delegated unto you. Use the power of his name. Use the power of his blood. Fight against these strong delusions that are coming in the spirit of this age on planet earth right now. I remind you about what Paul wrote today, Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul, he wrote, finally, my brothers, and let's say my sisters, my brothers and my sisters, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And therefore, take up and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, withstand against the enemy in this evil day and having done all to stand. That's right. You know, I believe, I believe that the Lord is coming in such a way. Here we are. Uh, we are filming today on March the 4th. Of course, these are released every Friday, so it'll be March the 5th. But I believe that the Lord is coming in such a way. He's going to answer our prayers, those, those simmering, burning bowls, those golden bowls that are in heaven, Revelation chapter 5, Revelation chapter 8. Those bowls are brewing. They are simmering with the prayers of the saints right now that the Lord is going to pour into the earth and release his righteous judgments. He's going to re release exposure. He's going to release divine punishment and wrath on the wicked. That's right. It, it is coming. 
All of it is coming. It's going to be like Jesus coming in and overturning the tables. We were in a prayer meeting just the other night, and we had about 60 people in our prayer meeting right here at Victory, and uh, which was just a fire, a fire, fireplace, a fire branding place. And I was sharing about how I believe the Lord is coming to overturn the tables in this hour. I don't believe Jesus had a staff meeting, called the disciples uh, uh, alone to the side and said, now listen, fellas, when I go in, just be ready to stand here and stand there and go here. And this is what I'm about to do. No, uh, Jesus was overcome with zeal for the house of his father. Hear that. He was overwhelmed, overcome with zeal for the house of of his father and he went in and he said he he pronounced and proclaimed you've made this holy place a den of thieves he said my father's house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations and imagine how the disciples felt in that moment i mean jesus was always putting his disciples in unpredictable very uncomfortable places and as he began to turn over the tables and seemingly just really cleaning house, imagine how uncomfortable the disciples felt at that moment in a, in a very unusual atmosphere as Jesus was releasing zeal and wrath in his father's house. And I believe we are going to see very very soon in acts of God, in wonders of God, that is going to cause the fear of the Lord to fall in such a way on the United States of America and the nations of the earth. People are going to stand up and declare there is a God. There is a God. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you, we are at that precipice hour. We are facing that hour. Paul goes on. He writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, concerning being able to stand in the evil day. We've already established, we know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood in this hour. Now, we, before I read on, let us understand this, that though we don't fight against flesh and blood, there are those who have pledged their allegiance that are flesh and blood in this earth realm. They've pledged their allegiance to demonic spirits. And those, those that have pledged themselves to be used as a minion or a pawn for those evil spirits. We're praying that God would bring judgment to them, uproot them out of their seat of authority, and plan in those that God has groomed that honor and fear His word, His name, and that God will place them in those seats of government and in authority. And you better believe, folks, God is grooming those right now. They're in that grooming season. They're being prepared to rule in this hour. Thank you, Lord. So Paul goes on and he writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. He says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, which means carnal means what? They're not natural. They're not carnal, but they're mighty in God to pulling down strongholds. Now, let's talk about that. Let's, let's not just hurdle over that too quickly. Strongholds are their belief systems. They're, they are anything that really opposes the knowledge of Christ, the Word of God. They're incorrect, uh, incorrect thinking patterns that have been fostered by 
fear or by lies. They're, they're inspirations of demons. They're ideologies. They're secularism that literally denies God. And he goes on in verse 5, he says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself. Notice that, every high thing that exalts itself. That's, that's when, I, when I read that, I think about that's the very nature of Satan himself. He said, I will exalt myself like the Most High. I will be worshipped like the Most High. So these strongholds and arguments, they, they come as, a, as an exaltation. Anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And then Paul goes on, he says, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So again, strongholds are deceptions. Think about where we're at in this hour in 2021, March 2021. Strongholds are deceptions. They are, they are crafty lies. They are strategies of the enemy to sow lies. And to, he also, not only does he sow the lies, he watches actually who receives those lies and will move to believe those lies that create confusion and disillusionments and they actually create false realities. And of course, we've got the propaganda of the media who's in bed with an agenda and with a party that is spawning in every level of delusionment, false realities. And then because of ignorance or, or lack of revelation or lack of understanding concerning the word of God, many are being deceived in this hour. And I've said for, for many, many years, the greatest enemy of the believer is, is actually not the devil. Yes, I just said that. Now, listen good. Now, how could I say that? Because the enemy has been defeated. He's been defeated. The greatest enemy of the believer is actually the unrenewed mind. If you don't know what your inheritance is, if you don't know that you've been given authority and power over the devil, if you don't know that Jesus has defeated the enemy, for this reason, the scripture says in 1 John, for this reason, Jesus was manifested in the earth that he might destroy the works of the devil. And also the Lord has defeated the power of, of sin. He's already set us free from the dominion and the power of sin. If you don't know what is your inheritance, then you're moving in ignorance. And the, the enemy can actually use that to his advantage over you because your mind has not been renewed to the inheritance that's already been given to you. So let me say clearly, let me say plainly, your future is determined by whom you choose to believe. Will you believe the word of the Lord or will you believe the lies and the deceptions and the delusions, the false realities of the enemy? Now, we know that, that Moses, in John chapter 1, it says that Moses brought us the law, but Jesus brought us grace in truth, grace and truth. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. That's John chapter 14 and verse 6. 
Jesus went on to tell us in John 16, he says that he has given us the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth. And as I've said many times here at the torch, the spirit of truth is the, the exact opposite of the spirit of this age that is trying to destroy and dupe people into strong delusions of this hour. We know Satan only comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. He has an appetite, an appetite for destruction. And how does he do it? By creating strongholds of lies, disillusionments. Jesus warned us in this hour concerning deceptions and delusions. Let me just take a quick sip here for those of you that are listening. All right. Jesus warned us about deceptions. He, he warned us concerning strong delusions in this hour so that we don't get suckered, so that we, get, we don't get duped. He said, be not deceived. This is in Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to begin to read out of verse, verses 4 through 14. Matthew 24, Jesus answered unto them, he says, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and many will be deceived. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, and see that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is still not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places. But listen to what Jesus said. These are just but the beginning, the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation to kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended. Listen, many will be offended. They'll betray one another and they will hate one another. Now, I just I want to pause right here before I read the next couple verses that Jesus is declaring there concerning do not be deceived. And then the actual spiritual and physical emotional landscapes of what will be happening in the last days before his coming. Notice he says many will be offended. They will betray one another. My dear friend. Guard your heart in this hour that you are not even entering into the civil war or that 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 discord of offense that is going on right now in the body of Christ. Don't enter into it. Stay bold, stay strong, speak in love, but do not enter into that civil war. Don't do it. So he goes on and he says, that at that time, many false prophets will actually rise up and they'll begin to deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Because lawlessness abounds, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures, he or she who endures to the end shall be saved and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come wow sobering words by jesus himself we're in a time my friends that we've got to guard our hearts our hearts from massive deceptions that are coming we see what is being spawned through this democratic party upon our nation, this whole thing, my friends, this whole thing that has come through what we've lived through 
in 2020 is the biggest scam we've ever seen. Knowing that COVID-19 was the total vehicle that brought in all of this lockdown, the lockdown would then produce um, what would require uh, businesses shutting down everywhere, the implosion of the economy, which would lead to uh, an, an election that would have to be mailed in that would bring provisions for mail-in ballots to go into a rigged system of machines that would produce exactly what they wanted it to produce that would put who they wanted into the White House. Folks, this has been the biggest scam we have ever seen. But I'll tell you what, I believe the tables are about to be completely over turned radically. How it's going to happen, I have no idea. But I know what I'm hearing in prayer. I know what the Lord is saying to me, that we've got to stand strong in this hour and continue to decree what he's decreeing from the throne. Now, in the midst of all of this chaos, we, we have another thing going on. In the midst of um, all of this upheaval that we've seen, now we, now we have, listen, we have an ideology or an idiotic cancel culture warfare that is demanding submission, demanding submission. It is steamrolling and uh, threatening any resistors, anybody who's going to stand up to a resistance against it, they're going to be absolutely steamrolled. Yes, even Mr. Potato Head is being steamrolled in this hour. Now, now why is this? It's because there are people whose bellies and minds are so full of offense, their belly is full, full of twisted offense and hatred. Now, let us just go on the record in this hour, folks. We're not going to surrender our faith. We're not going to surrender our voice. We're not going to surrender our conviction to the word of God. We're not going to surrender the anointing of the Holy Spirit. No one is going to cancel my faith. No one is going to cancel your faith. In fact, no one has the authority or the power to do that except you yourself. But this is where I want to shift and kind of pivot in this actual broadcast today, because while, while we are being bombarded in this idiotic cancel culture thing that's threatening people's jobs, threatening their livelihood, shutting down just all uh, spheres of society with this warmongering with cancel culture, there's actually... In the midst of all of that nonsense, there's something far more sinister that's going on in the House and in the Senate right now that demands our focus. And we've got to turn the page and begin to look at this. Now, now we know H.R. 1 is actually on the dockets right now concerning what they're doing in the House. But H.B. 5 is at the gates and those of you that are that have been connected to our ministry, we've been speaking so much about this, but I felt that we needed to give some strong attention to it today here at the torch because HB5 is at the gates. The House voted it in, and now we're praying that the Senate will actually strike this down. But we, we have to understand what is at the gates with this agenda, and may God give us and grant us a true victory and triumph over this incredible filth 
that they are trying to spawn on everyone, especially our children. And I'll tell you what, folks, there's a sinister evil that is aimed right at our precious children, not only here in America, but around the world. And I'm not going to go in deep in, into those, those things today. Maybe we'll do a broadcast concerning it. But right now, all of us are watching. All of us are praying. We're contacting our state senators concerning the HB5. What is it? It's the Equality Act. And if you want some phenomenal information on this, right now you should go to ifapray.org. And that's Intercessors for America. Again, ifapray.org. Dot org And this is a ministry that we have been connected to for many years now. But the Equality Act is liter- literally a legitimizing of immorality. And uh, Bill Donahue, who's actually the president of the Catholic League for Religious and Civil Rights, he called the HB5 bill, he, he, it's been known as the Equality Act, he called it the most comprehensive assault on Christianity that's ever been written into law. Let me read that again. Listen to what he said. He said this equality bill, this equality HB5, House Bill 5, HB5, it is the most comprehensive assault on Christianity that's ever been written into, into law. And he's not alone there because I believe every Christian, every Bible-believing Christian must take action right now for themselves and be aware of what is happening with HB5 and how it's going to affect the general population, the society at large, but specifically the church. And this is what we're praying into. This is why we must be contacting our state senators right now to let them know they must not pass this bill into law. And I hope that we will gain a full understanding in this as we begin to discuss it. And again, you want to go to FI or excuse me, ifapray.org for quality, quality information. But we're partnering with right here, we're partnering with Intercessors for America and also FRC Action to bring um, this level of information to you guys today. And we know that this is going now before the Senate. All right. So Intercessors for America, they are actually helping us to understand the bill and give a point of definition. So I want to read some of this and bring it to you today. The HB5 is not really about equality. Of course, we we all know and understand they're masking this. It is about SOGI. Okay, now SOGI, what is that? S-O-G-I. SOGI. Now, what is SOGI? It stands for Sexual Orientation Gender Identity. One more time. What is SOGI? S-O-G-I. Sexual Orientation Gender Identity. A well-funded, powerful movement to legitimize intimidation by attaching gender identity language to legislation and action of all kinds, even those that should have nothing to do with the concept. Pushing to make social orientation, gender identity, an issue in much of our civic law lives, and in the end, 
a protected class, listen, a protected class of citizens. It has become nationally championed. Now, in the previous Congress, HB 5 passed in the House, but it was not taken up by the Senate. But as we know, things have now changed, however. So HB 5 has been reintroduced to the House, which we know that is now passed. With the shift of power in the Senate, it has a very real possibility of passing at this hour. Soji language has been inserted into treaties, into commerce regulations, educational standards, housing acts, uh, local laws, and other ordinances. It is a strategy. Soji language supports and validates the LGBTQ lifestyles, and it forces the overwhelming majority of the nation to treat this as a preferred, listen, as a preferred or a protected class. By creating a protected class, they are also evaluating Soji beyond equal treatment to be to be a civil right. Man, this is a big deal. To be a civil right. Special protections for the LGBTQ will trump the rights of other people. Now, what does this mean? This means that Christian daycares or schools may be forced to hire LGBTQ employees. Now, what Jack Phillips has endured as, as the, the, uh, the cake baker would be literally become the norm or, or uh, have a different result if the Soji language causes, causes are actually adopted. Parents may not be able to decline hormone treatment for gender-confused children. Soji clauses are legislating to the exemption and the restriction of constitutional freedoms in order to achieve a pro-LGBTQ society. The Civil Rights Act in 1964, it states that there shall be no discrimination of a person based on their race, number two, their color, number three, their nationality, their origin, their sex, or their religion. Now, the first four parts of these included largely because they were intrinsic to an individual are bestowed upon them involuntarily and are unchangeable and immutable. But religion, listen, religion is voluntary and is protected by the First Amendment. Now, Peter Sprigg, he's from the uh, Family Research Council. He points out this. He says, while sexual attractions may be involuntarily Involuntary, neither homosexual conduct nor transgender behavior meets any of this other criteria. To elevate someone's felt or potentially changing gender to the status of civil rights is incongruent. It doesn't qualify, and it is a dangerous, slippery slope. Listen to what uh, Ryan Anderson, Ryan T. Anderson, this is what he said from the Heritage Foundation, and he makes an excellent point here. He says, in the United States of America, people who identify as LGBTQ are free to live as they want, but Soji laws, including the FFA, Freedom for All, 
They're not about freedom. They are actually about coercion. This is important. SOGI and FFA are about forcing all Americans to embrace and live out certain beliefs about human sexuality. What, is, what am I saying here? This is all about forcing all Americans to live under the beliefs and their choices and actually the LGBTQ's reality. It's a big deal. Now, you can read more about this on Intercessors for America on this topic at uh, ifapray.org. And on there, there's actually a special uh, chart showing you 24 states, which, which has actually already passed some form of these SOGI laws. And this is another battle that we are waged into, and it's happening on a state-to-state-to-state level. And we've been engaging in this battle as well. The Equality Act actually jeopardizes women's privacy. Many of you know this already. It, it, it jeopardizes women's privacy, women's safety. The Equality Act, Act's expansion in, in Title II um, that is quoted to be public accommodations. The, defini- the, the definition means that females would no longer have privacy in public bathrooms, in locker rooms, in showers, or even battered women shelters. It's unbelievable. State and local laws that, that this will affect are already causing fallout. Some of the examples of this fallout, a, a, a kindergartner was assaulted by a boy in her bathroom. A rape survivor was actually forced to quit her job when an employer began, began allowing men into the women's private restroom. A man was allowed residency inside of a women's shelter, and nine women are suing because they were sexually harassed. My goodness, stuff's hard to read. The Equality Act is unfairly penalizing women athletes by allowing biological men to compete in women's sports. We're seeing this all over, all over the news. The Equality Act would undermine real civil rights gains women have already made. Other things that it will do. The Equality Act would interfere with the medical profession. It would force doctors and others who provide legitimate hormone treatments and surgical procedures for patients with certain physical conditions to offer those treatments for individuals with gender dysphoria. Their moral or medical opinions about assisting individuals in physically altering their bodies would be disregarded. Another thing the Equality Act would do, it could erode parental rights. Now, this is big. It would erode parental rights. I mean, we're, we're seeing this happening on, on a level. Even think about this. Those of you that are, that are tracking what's happening in Africa concerning them demanding this vaccine, even showing up and locking down the schools and not even letting parents know, and they're forcing the vaccination on these children internationally. It is unbelievable. But right now here in America, we've got in the Equality Act, it will further actually uh, erode parental rights. When the Ohio parents, the Ohio parents declined hormone treatments for their child, 
the Children's Hospital of Cincinnati involved child protection services and the parents were ultimately stripped of their parental rights. My goodness. Folks, do you see what's happening? This is an erosion of our basic uh, fundamental constitutional rights that are going on. Also, the Equality Act would uh, severely erode religious freedoms. The Equality Act expressively exempts itself from the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, the FRA, excuse me, the FR, the RFRA. Let me get that right. The RFRA. Getting all these acronyms straight sometimes is challenging. So this is our flagship religious liberty law. Okay. The Equality Act's expansion of public accommodation would require churches Houses of worship to violate their own beliefs regarding how they use their facilities. It changes it changes to employment laws. It would prohibit some houses of worship from ensuring their clergy, their employees abide by the doctrines or the belief or their beliefs about marriage or sexual behavior or sexual orientation and the distinction between the sexes. Again, this this is a a it's an attack on churches, folks, like we have never seen before. It's a strategy against clergy, against churches, against pastors about who we will be able to hire, who will be allowed to be on our team, who will be allowed to be on our staff. And I'll tell you what, folks, we may have to have a systematic fundamental changing of the structure of how we do church because there's no way in the world I, I'm among uh, many many probably thousands or millions of ministers you're never going to see me marrying a man to a man you're going to you're never going to see me marrying a woman to a woman you're never going to see me allowing um, uh, transvestites or homosexuals on our staff or on our team or serving in our church now understand this they are most certainly welcome into our church if they're searching for God, searching for freedom, searching for liberty and deliverance. They are so welcome to come here to experience the liberating power of Jesus Christ in this hour. They are most certainly welcome for that. So the Equality Act would exhibit faith-based charities' ability. It, it would actually uh, inhibit it would inhibit faith-based charities' ability to operate. The Equality Act would be the most pro-abortion legislation to pass the House in a decade. The changes would essentially create an abortion mandate. And this would also jeopardize the long-standing federal conscience laws that protect those opposed to abortion. The Hyde Amendment the Hyde, H-Y-D-E, the Hyde Amendment, which prohibits taxpayer funding for abortion, would also become in jeopardy at that point. A few more things. The Equality Act shamefully attempts to usurp the civil rights movement's history and its legacy. In no way are one sexual, this is what it says, in no way one sexual conduct and inclinations equivalent is it is it equivalent 
to skin color. Suggesting or implying such diminishes the hard-fought gains of the civil rights movement. You understand that? There's no way in the world we could even equivalate, you know, people who fought in the civil rights movement based on their skin and then try to measure it in the scales of justice with this kind of soji concerning the dysphoria of, of, of gender identity. They, they don't even measure, folks. You can't even put that in the same field. And if we do this, it is such a, it is such a shame and a depravity upon the civil rights movement. We cannot see this happen. The Equality Act maintains an anti-life, anti-family, and an anti-faith agenda for all Americans. Now, you can read more about this at FRC. You can go to uh, uh, IFA, pray. Dot org and especially my friends contact your u.s senators please hear me contact your u.s senators down here in florida i've already contacted mark rubio i've already contacted rick scott made our voice heard as a local pastor obviously as a citizen uh, of florida and of the united states of america but also as a pastor make your voice heard immediately concerning speaking out as our Senate is now looking through this bill concerning what they're going to do. Now, God knew, <laughs> God knew what he was doing when he created us to be male and to be female. Right? He knew what he was doing. We should never uh, mistreat anyone else, including those who actually disagree with us on the moral issues. But nevertheless, we cannot stand silently and continue to allow immorality to become the law of the land. We've got to let our voices to be heard and we must pray. The Bible says in Revela uh, Romans chapter 6, Romans 6, 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I want to close this program with a prayer, a prayer, and I'd like you to pray with me right now concerning all of this. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we come before your throne of grace to obtain mercy. God, we want to do justice in your sight. We want to love mercy. We want to do justice, love mercy. God, you take no pleasure in judgment, and nor do we, God. You love to extend your mercy, God. You, you love to, to release your mercy new and fresh every single morning. But God, when your people repent, you embrace them quickly. God, you love it when nations turn away from sin. You love it, God, because you excel in forgiving sins. And God, you are the only one that can heal a nation, and that's what you long to do. And Lord, we are in need of mercy right now. America, Lord, is on the precipice of institutionalizing great sin before you, Lord. And Lord, these liberals, they seek this opportunity to, to, to advance this evil and moral agenda through HB5. 
And Lord, we recognize it will have sweeping repercussions in our in our nation from coast to coast. And it will turn hearts away from you, God. It will bring persecution upon literally your church, oh God. Lord, we pray that you will send the spirit of revelation upon our country now. You will send the spirit of revelation that the eyes of our understanding in the Senate would be open, that you would move upon the church to pray, to act, Lord, that our senators will not stand with this law, but, Lord, they will strike it down. God, give us the revelation of what this will mean to future generations. And what it will cost us, Lord, what this perversion would cost us in this hour. Oh, God, we cry out to you for future generations that we will not stand against this abomination. And Lord, we pray that you will touch the heart of senators right now. I pray over Marco Rubio. I pray over Rick Scott. God, that you will touch their heart. God, that you would awaken their conscience, their consciousness You will awaken the conscience of our leaders, Lord, right now, that they will fear you. And we pray for the fear of the Lord to be released upon our leaders here in the United States. And God, grant us mercy, we pray. Lord Jesus, we pray it in your name. Amen and amen. And Lord, we decree, we decree that America is coming back to you and that America, this prodigal nation, shall return. We decree it. They shall come home to the Father's heart and to the Father's house in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I want to I thank you for being with us. I know we've went long today. Thank you for making it a priority to be with us. Continue to, to continue to fight the good fight of faith. Stand strong in this hour. Take our responsibility in this hour, not only as men of God, women of God, but mighty patriots for our beloved America. I love you guys. Keep the fire burning. Remember, the future does not, does not belong to the God mockers. The future does not belong to the God haters. The future belongs to the righteous and God's righteous are bold as lions. Be blessed and be strong.